Hey fam, hello, hello, hello. Family, I'm coming here with a word, you know. And this is like a warning, okay? Because the Lord gave me this word a few days ago. And it's just been sitting in my spirit because it's it was troubling. And the Lord was even showing me things and revealing things to me of um what he has me coming on a warning about okay and i want to take you to hebrews chapter 12 now let me give you the backstory so on the night of the 25th the lord woke me up at like three in the morning but to even rewind back a couple hours before that i was reading my Bible verse of the day. Because I like when it drops at 12 o'clock, I like to read it. That's like how... It's just like what I like to do at night. I like to read like a Bible verse before I, I go to sleep. And um, this part has stuck out to me. So if you go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 26. And it says, When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. For our God is a devouring fire. So that night I had read that and that's that's what stuck out to me the most. And I've read this not too long ago, and that part is just a lucky bringing me back to that, and it just keeps on sticking out to me. So let's go back to like three something in the morning. It was like three something in the morning. I had already fell asleep, and lately I haven't been going to sleep until like child like six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning. I haven't been going to sleep, and it's because God, He's whenever. My seasons is starting to switch. The Lord keeps me up at night because he like, I need some one-on-one time with you. I'll be in here like Samuel and he be talking to me. So this night I fell asleep early, which was like, I was like bed, like <laughs> I was hype. So at three o'clock, I could just remember what well, it, it might even been before this. I just know I woke up at three something and, <clears throat> and I was it was a dream, but it wasn't. It wasn't a dream. I don't know if I was in my body or if I was outside my body. I just know that I was sitting before the Lord and He was talking to me, and He was repeating that Bible verse. He was telling me it's a shaking that is coming, and everything that will be shaken will be shook. Okay. And I just remember after Him saying that, I just felt something like I wasn't something. I felt God wake me up he like like it was just like this feeling within me but it also felt like something was like moving on my back like I feel like the Lord just was like rubbing his hand at my back like get up that's the best way I can explain it so when I got up at first I was just praying because like I could feel God's presence but like it was like I don't want to say it was fear like I was but it was like this fear like that was within me because I could feel his presence 
because like I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know that's just what I felt I wasn't scared it was just this reverent fear like I knew God was in that room with me and um at first you know the Lord he spoke to me and then I had called my one sister and told her yes I will call this name I will call you at three o'clock in the morning and tell you if the Lord done gave me a vision or a dream. Okay, I'm telling you. So I called, <laughs> I called my one sister. I got done talking to her, and then I called my other sister. And then I was just like telling them what the Lord was speaking to me. And then when I hung up with them, I knew the Lord had more for me to write down. And this is what He had me write down. So this is from this was at by this time it was like four thirty one. Because, like, when I tell you that dream, like, troubled me, it, like, troubled me because you, how do you take when God says that he's shaking the earth and everything that will be shooken, shake, everything that will, will be shooken will be shaped or everything that, that will be shakable will be shook, I should say. And this is what the Lord said. He said, the hour has come. I will shake the earth and the inhabitants of this earth. All that have a firm foundation will be preserved. All that have oil will be preserved. But woe to the people belonging to this world, for they shall be tested. God's wrath is suddenly hitting America. Mm, Child, child, child. And after the Lord said that to me, I got Bible verses that he led me to. And he said that to me, I was just sitting there for a minute. And then with these Bible verses, like, God's not coming to play, y'all. He's not coming to play. It's time to repent. It's time to turn away. Turn from your your wickedness because God's not playing. And everything that is not on the firm foundation will be shook. Okay? Right here at verse um, 20. Well, I'm going to start verse 27 again in Hebrews chapter 12. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. Since we were... Uh, we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable. Let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. For our God is a devouring fire. Only thing that's not going to be shooken is the, the kingdom. So if you're not making yourself right with the kingdom of God, you will be. If you're living a rocky life, if your life is, is constantly blowing to and from, let me tell you something. You need to get right with God. Because it will, your life will be shaken by what is coming to this earth. It's a different type of judgment that's hitting America that America has never seen before. Because God sees the wickedness in the land, okay? So first, I want to take you to Isaiah 13, 13. <clears throat> Even reading it, 13, 13, I felt a sense of urgency. Because 13, 13, like... This is it's, it's urgent what God is warning his people for, okay? And um, this is what 13 says. For I will shake the heavens. The earth will move from its place when the Lord of heaven's armies displays his wrath in the day of his fierce anger. Everyone in Babylon will run about like a haunted gazelle. Like a hunted gazelle, I'm sorry. Like sheep without a shepherd. They will try to find their own people and flee to their land, their own land. 
Anyone who is captured will be cut down, run through with a sword. Their little children will be dashed to death before their eyes. Their homes will be sacked and their wives will be raped. Look, I will stir up the Medes against Babylon. They cannot be tempted by silver or bribed with gold. The attacking armies will shoot down the young men with arrows. They have no mercy on helpless babies and will show no compassion for children. Babylon, the most glorious of kingdoms, the flower of the Chaldean pride, will be devastated with, like Sodom and Gomorrah when God destroyed them. Babylon will never be inhabited again. It will remain empty for generation after generation. Nomads will refuse to camp there, and shepherds will not bed will not bed down their sheep. Desert animals will move into the ruined cities and the houses will be haunted by howling creatures. Owls will live among the ruins and the wild goats will go there to dance. Hyenas will howl in his fortress and jackals will make dens in his luxury palaces. Babylon's days are numbered. Its time of destruction will soon arrive. Mm, my God. He's not playing, y'all. I want to take you to Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 8. And it says, Idolatry in the temple. And the Lord has shown me in so many different ways where he has raised up people to be leaders and to lead people and to bring them to him, to God. And they failed. I see people just casually using Jesus' name, like these celebrity stuff, they'll casually use Jesus' name, but then they'll go consult mediums. They'll they'll go and they'll go consult psychics and, and all these people that go, and, go into the spiritual realm illegally. And God is not pleased. He sees what's going on in the land. He set people up on platforms to, to preach his word boldly and they have watered down to, to appease the world. It's people that have created a worldly Jesus. Do you understand me? They have created a worldly Jesus and they're making everybody think that it's okay to be in your sin. It's okay to stay like that. And that is farther from the truth. Jesus constantly preached repentance. Jesus would talk about hell. Jesus would heal people and say, go and sin no more. And that's the Jesus that needs to be taught. I'm going to read this to you. Then on September 17th, during the sixth year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, while the leaders of Judah were in my home, the sovereign Lord took hold of me. I saw a figure that appeared to be a man from what appeared to be his waist down. He looked like burnt, a burning flame. From the waist up, he looked like gleaming amber. He reached out what seemed to be a hand and took me by the hair. Then the spirit lifted me up into the sky and transported me to Jerusalem in a vision from God. I was taken to the north gate of the inner courtyard of the temple where there is a large idol that has made the Lord very jealous. These people have built up idols in their hearts. That is what the Lord is speaking of. People have, have made idols of everything in the land. This land has been polluted with idols. So when you begin to see people being destroyed suddenly, it's because they, they're in idolatry. It says, suddenly the glory of, of, the God, of the God of Israel was there, just as I had seen it 
before in the valley. Then the Lord said to me, Son of man, look toward the north. So I looked, and there to the north beside the entrance to the gate near the altar stood the idol that had made the Lord so jealous. Son of man, he said. Do you see what they are doing? Do you see the detestable sins that the people of Israel are committing to drive me from my temple? But come and you will see even more detestable sins than is than these. Then he brought me to the door of the temple courtyard where I could see a hole in the wall. He said to me, now, son of man, dig into the wall. So I dug into the wall and I found a hidden doorway. Go in, he said, and see the wicked and detestable sins they are committing in there. So I went in and saw the walls covered with, engra- with engravings of all kinds of crawling animals and detestable creatures. I also saw the various idols worshipped by the people of Israel, 70 leaders of Israel were standing there with Jezaniah, son of Sephon, in the center. Each of them held an incense burner from which a cloud of incense rose above their heads. Then the Lord said to me, Son of man, you have seen what the leaders of Israel are doing with their idols in dark rooms. They are saying, The Lord doesn't see us. He has deserted our land. Then the Lord added, Come, and I will show you even more detestable sins than these. He brought me to the north gate of the Lord's temple, and some women were sitting there, weeping for the God of Tammuz. Have you seen this? He asked. But I will show you even more detestable sins than these. Then he brought me into the inner courtyard of the Lord's temple at the entrance to the sanctuary. Between the entry room and the bronze altar, there were about 25 men with their backs to the sanctuary of the Lord. They were facing east, bowing low to the ground, worshiping the sun. Have you seen this, son of man? He asked. Is it nothing to the people of Judah that they commit these detestable sins, leading the whole nation into violence? Thumbling, thumbing their nose at me and provoking my anger. Therefore, I will respond in fury. I will neither pay, I was sorry, I will neither pity nor spare them. And though they cry for mercy, I will not listen. Mm, Jesus. So we're going to go to the next chapter, y'all. But as you can see, God is not pleased with the people in this land they're not he's not pleased with the idolatry that is going on in the land he's not pleased with it at all and he's saying that he's not going to spare no pity i'm gonna read you the next chapter then the Lord thundered, bring on the men appointed to punish the city. Tell them to bring their weapons with them. Six men soon appeared from the upper gate that faces north, each carrying a deadly weapon in his hand. With them was a man dressed in linen who carried a writer's case at his side. They all went into the temple courtyard and stood beside the bronze altar. Then the glory of the, of the God of Israel rose up from between the cherubim where it had arrested and moved to the entrance of the temple. And the Lord called to the man dressed in linen who was carrying the writer's case. He said to him, walk through the streets of Jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of all who weep and sigh because of the detestable sins being committed in their city. Then I heard the Lord say to the other men, follow him through the city and kill everyone whose forehead is not marked. Show no mercy, have no pity, kill them all, old and young, girls and women and little children. Do not touch anyone, but do not touch anyone with the mark being right here at that 
be, began right here at the temple. So they began by killing the 70 leaders, the defile the temple the lord commanded fill his courtyards with corpses go so they went and began killing throughout the city while they were out killing i was all alone i fell face down on the ground and cried out oh sovereign lord will your fury against jerusalem wipe out everyone left in israel then he said to me the sins of the people of israel and judah are very very great the entire land is full of murder. The city is filled with injustice. They are saying the Lord doesn't see it. The Lord has abandoned the land, so I will not spare them or have any pity on them. I will fully repay them for all they have done. Then the man in the linen clothing who carried the writer's case reported back and said, I have done as you commanded. Okay, so he said all who don't have a mark is to be slaughtered, right? And I want to take you to Revelations 7 real quick. Okay. Let me let me take you to Revelation 7. God's people will be preserved. Then I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds so they did not blow on the earth or sea or even on any trees. And I saw another angel coming up from the east, carrying the seal of the living God. And he shouted to those four angels who had been given power to harm land and sea, wait. Don't harm the land or sea or the trees until we have placed the seal of God on the foreheads of his servants. Right there, that part. God's not playing. He's not playing. Like that, That's just what I know. That's that's what I know. And the, these last couple of days, my spirit has been troubled. My spirit has been off because it's like... I'm mourning for what's to come. And if you're listening to this word, please go and repent. Go to God and and turn. No sin is worth falling into the wrath of God. Okay? No idol is worth it. Every idol you have built up in your life is meaningless. It's vain. It's empty compared to having Jesus Christ. Do you understand me? In Jesus, you have all that you need. No matter what your idol is, ask God to reveal your idols to you and put them to death because God's not playing. Um, I want to take you to verse uh, Revelations eight. Hold on. Verse 13. And I'm going to read it to you at the KJV. Okay? And it says, And be, and I and I beheld and, and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of of the other voices of the trumpet of three of the three angels which are yet to sound what is coming to this earth what is about to happen in this world 
is not nothing to be played with. This is not nothing to be taken lightly. I want you to leave from this episode differently than when you came in. I want you to have sorrow and regret in your heart for sinning against God. I want you to to turn from your wicked ways. I want you to repent for your sins. I want you to really understand what you are doing to God when you commit habitual sins. When you're out here being a serial sinner, I want you to understand that God says he is a jealous God. He says he will not have nothing come before him. No other lower case G God will take the place of Jesus Christ. Do you understand me? Everybody wants to act like Jesus is just the lamb, but he's also the lion, okay? You can't be in the middle. You either hot or you cold. He says the lukewarm. He will spew you out his mouth. Do you understand me? He said if you neither hot nor cold, you disgust him if he's spewing you out of out of his mouth. That means you just double-minded. Sway the to and fro. You either going to be on fire for God or you not. Lord, if there's anything else, let me take you to Matthew 25. Matthew 25. And I'm going to start at verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps, but the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, they were roused by the shop. Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourself. But while they were going to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. But later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, Believe me, I don't know you, so you too must keep watch, for you don't know the day or the hour of my return. See, no man knows the day or the hour, right? But there's signs. And look around this world. This world is so wicked. The land is so defiled. It's so many detestable things going on. Do you understand me? They even targeting little children. Do you understand? I really have to like be over my kids back because I know that this world is targeting these children, especially with that LGBTQ stuff. Like that is pure wickedness. That's pure demonic. Okay. Because that is not what God 
created for man and people that are going against what God says and are trying to call it evil when, when the truth is spoken, but then they're saying that evil is good. Woe to those people. You understand? People are it's it's just nothing for people to be to be hoes nowadays. And and just the I can go on Instagram, I can go on YouTube, and I can basically see like people just make it. There's no modesty no more. It, it people are truly greedy. It's it's a greed. Everybody's all for themselves. And people are loving their possessions and they're they're loving their money more than they even love God. People are literally saying that they are on demon time. Like the blasphemy, like it's crazy. You can turn on your TV. And just see witches and warlocks everywhere. It's acceptable. And God's not pleased. And I'm here to tell you God's not pleased. And and, and turn from your wicked ways. Because he's not pleased. And he, listen, 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 listen. When the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Listen, let me tell you something. It just started raining fire and brimstone, okay? It judgments was set upon them and it happened suddenly and wasn't nobody expecting it. When Noah got on that ark, listen, people didn't want to believe Noah when he was like, Listen, it's something coming and I'm preparing. Everybody wanted to uh what um make fun of Noah after he was crazy. They was partying, having weddings, doing all of that. All the way up until Moses got on the, I said Moses, Noah got up on that ark. And then guess what? Baby, everybody wished that they was on that ark. Suddenly, suddenly people were enjoying themselves, acting like it was just a regular day. And they did not know that judgment was set upon them. Turn from your wicked ways. Now I'm telling you, you better get in this ark. Because once this door is closed, you ain't coming in. It don't matter. Because God is giving you a warning right now. You better take heed to what the Spirit of God is speaking to you. It's just it's just wickedness in the land. Just wicked. Just a wickedness. Everything goes. That if it's evil, it just goes. And it's they don't even have no um like they're not even trying to keep kids out of it. Like they are targeting little children. Like drag queens is going to libraries reading to kids. I done seen a drag queen in a church. Blasphemy. But listen, the Lord is he's sitting up high, but he's looking down low and he's not pleased. And this this is your warning. Repent. Turn away from your wicked ways. And choose to pick up your cross. Choose to believe in Jesus. 
believe that Jesus died on the cross. And on the third day, God rose him from the dead, okay? Believe that in your heart. Receive his message. And you will be saved. It's going to happen suddenly, family. It's going to be swiftly. And I want to uh, pray over you. And then, you know, let's just bow our heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this warning that you were giving us, Father. I pray that what we are doing in our lives that is not pleasing to you, Father, will be revealed to us, Lord. So true repentance can take place, Father. I'm praying for this child, Father. I'm praying for myself, Lord. That as these shakable things happen, Father, that we are on a firm foundation, Lord. We are asking, Father God, that though a thousand is falling at one at our wayside, though ten thousand are dying around us, Father, that these evils will not touch us, Lord. Father, I just pray that your child comes into agreement with your will over their life. And they give up all their idols, Lord. They give it all up, Lord, just to be with you. Father, I pray that your name gets all the glory, your name gets all the honor, and your name gets all the praise. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Family, I'm going to let you go. I seal this word with the blood of Jesus. And I just pray that God's will be done in your life, okay? Allow God to do what he needs to do We in your life. We always hear John 3.16, For God so loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And that scripture is being fulfilled today. Because if you give your life to the Lord, you will not perish. These things that is coming to the earth will not harm you. As we read in, in Hebrews 12, it says, you are in the kingdom and it's unshakable. Receive the kingdom of God. Don't be like the five foolish. Be like the five wise and be prepared for the coming of the Lord. The signs is here. Leave, live, live each day righteously. Meaning, stay in fellowship with the Father. Follow the Holy Spirit. Because he will lead you. In the, on the right path. I'm going to let you go, family. I love you so, so, so much. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.